All right. So, hey, y'all, this is Joe Langworthy, founder of Six Column Sports, and uh, I'm joined by Thomas Wolfel, who is a buddy of mine, uh, went to Mizzou, met him there and uh, converted him from being an Illinois fan. <laughs> so uh, we are just going to start this little podcast. Uh, and it only took tip. you two years. It only took me two years. That's true. Um, I'm a I'm a magician, as they say. Um <laughs> But yeah, we're going to do this this podcast. We're going to call it Tailgate Talk. We're going to just talk about Mizzou sports and uh, the topics of the day in in, in Missouri, basically. So, um, Thomas, you want to give your, give us a little bit about who you are? Uh, sure, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> uh, like you said, I'm Thomas. I grew up in Illinois, which is why I started an Illinois fan and uh, eventually made my way to Mizzou for grad school. So, um, after two years there, and actually I had a, a graduate assistantship working there in the athletic department, and um, basically since then I've worked in college athletics for maybe the last, I worked for about 10 years before getting out of uh, college athletics and into insurance, but um, that's kind of my experience with it, but uh, you know, going back to Mizzou fan, I know you're a lifelong Mizzou fan, and um, I'm still relatively new to it in terms of uh, <laughs> compared to you, but we get two different perspectives. So I'm really excited to uh, hang out with you and uh, talk about what's going on in Mizzou sports. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think it should be good. Like Thomas said, uh, I am a lifelong Mizzou fan, uh, three degrees from Mizzou. So I got Thomas beat by two there and uh, <laughs> did, uh, did work for the football team while I was an undergrad as an offensive line student assistant. So um I was with the the big uglies, as they say, and um, so yeah. So I, hopefully, I can provide a little bit of insight into uh, how the football team operates, at least at least how it operated during Gary Pinkle's years, and uh, how the how a lifelong Mizzou fan views the what we're what we're going through at at, at the current time. Um, so I thought we'd we'd talk first about the big the big moment. Uh, I think it was. I guess it was yesterday or Saturday with uh, Connor Vanover committing to the basketball team. Big seven five dude played at Arkansas, um, and then Oral Roberts. I think he started at Cal actually, then Arkansas for a couple of years, and then Oral Roberts. So he's uh, it's transfer portal, it's transfer portal baby. <laughs> he's uh, making his way across the country. Um, but yeah, big seven five guy to uh, kind of man the middle for Dennis Gates. What do you think about him? well I think he can rebound um it'll be really interesting to see just because I you know you see the real I mean seven foot five and then you know how coach Gates likes to play gets get up and down the court quick and I think sometimes if you get the wrong seven foot five center uh it can slow things down for you and I don't even I don't know if that's really what you're looking for so it'll be interesting to see um kind of how he moves I don't know really anything about him beyond of course the basic rundown of stats um it does look like he's gotten better every year but uh, I do think he's somebody that if you go, you play against a team that, you know, slows the tempo down like a Princeton, uh, you'd be able to throw him in there and he'd be able to help with rebounds, which um, really costs us, I think, an NCAA tournament. So um, I think it was a, a good get for him. He really needed somebody in the middle, uh, whether he starts or not. I think he needed some help there. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. What do you like? What, what do you think see his what do you think his role will be? What do you think they got in mind for him? So, yeah, I think I think a lot of it was 
defensive. Um, I think the the way Gates likes to play, um, he likes to allow his guards to take risks. Um, you know, we all saw Demoy Hodge mm-hmm. just be yeah, especially unreal. defensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going going for steals, and when you have a guy seven five in the lane to kind of clog that up, you know, Demoy can. I mean, Demoy's not going to be there. Whoever replaces him, Sean East mm-hmm. and Nick Honor, yep. you know, these guards can take those risks knowing that they're not going to be able to drive the lane because there's seven five sitting in the middle there. Um, right. So they're still going to have to do something else. So it's going to allow them to to make, um, you know, take more risks even than more than they did this past year. So, um, yeah, he's and then definitely going to yeah, alter some shots for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think rebounding, like you said, and I think he, he brings some, some interesting things offensively. I think it was Matt Harris from Rockham nation had a pretty good thread on him yesterday, last night. And, uh, you know, in transition at Oral Roberts, yeah, he's a big slow white guy. You know, he he doesn't move <laughs> that well. But in transition, right. he was he was he was the follow, and he had a lot of threes where you know they drive and kick it back out to him, knowing that he was just standing out mm-hmm. there, and he'd hit a three. And so you know, I think that's. I think that's I saw he shot over thirty. He shot over thirty percent from behind the arc last year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he you know immediately improves that. You know, he's definitely better than mm-hmm. Nodiara was in that respect. So. Yeah. Now, obviously, Kobe is gone. Who do you see taking his points? Because I think at the end of the day, um, you know, Dennis, his, Coach Gates's defense is going to work through itself. I mean, he's going to create turnovers, but at the end of the day, you got to score points. And it just seemed like, especially at the end of the year there, whenever we needed a bucket, everyone knew who we were going to, and mm-hmm. it didn't seem to matter. He was able to score regardless. Um, I mean, do you think somebody already on the roster, I guess somebody that's returning, is going to be able to take those those points off the uh, you know the shoulders that, that of Kobe, or do you think that um, we've got somebody coming in that can do that, or do you see it being more of a um, spread the wealth sort of situation for uh, for next I, year? I mean, I think that everybody wants it to be Isaiah Mosley. Um, I think he's the guy that's kind of the X factor at this point um, because is he he's confirmed the one returning. I don't think – I think – I mean, the rumor right now is that he is on the team still, but that there's, you know, things he has to do. Um, I think he has to show commitment. That would be my guess. The You know, I, I do think he's on the team. He's still – everything – every indication I've seen is that he's still in town. Um, I mean, he's from here, so he's not going right. to go anywhere. And he hasn't transferred. He's not in the portal, you know. And I don't think he's at any risk of graduating and being able to grad transfer. So, right. and that's probably mean. I I apologize, Isaiah, if you hear this. Um, but you know, um, so I think everybody wants it to be him. Um, he he's the one that's shown that he can do that. I think that if it's not him, I think uh, this John Tanj Tanji. I don't know how you Tanji, pronounce his last name. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. from Colorado State. I think he's shown that he can get his own get his own buckets. Um, you know, Bates um, can can create. I think Caleb Grill is a heck of a shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sean East, you know, with another year, that speed you can't teach. And so if 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 Gates and and Cy can get him, you know, a little more polished, I think that's the kind of guy that you know he can just run around people. Um, mm-hmm. So I can see him taking some of the load. And I I do think that if it's not Mosley, it's going to be a, a committee approach. 
Yeah. Well, it, I mean, Mosley will definitely be interesting because, like you said, he showed he can score in, in large quantities. But, um, you know, you just hope that – and it never really came out what the situation was, the trouble they were having, or what he might have been having off the court, um, whether it was family-related or whatnot. I know there was a whole bunch of rumors, but you just hope that uh, if he is on the team that he can be there night in and night out ready to score. But, mm-hmm. you know, I do think the other thing that's kind of interesting for me is, um, you know – obviously Kobe took a massive step from last year to this most recent year. And I think that a lot of that was just, um, you know, with the the new offense he was in opening up his opportunities to kind of stretch the court and, um, you know, create mismatches, whether he had a tall guy on him, he could go out and shoot a three um, or if he had a guard on him, he could back him down. And I think that um, that's something that, I mean, you look at like a Noah Carter, even I'll be interested to see yeah. kind of how he develops over the next year, just because he has that kind of same um, size, that same build that Kobe had. I don't know for sure that he's quite the shooter, but um, you know, if Dennis Gates can get him in the gym and, and right, you know, get that piece figured out, maybe even just improve it a little bit. Then I think that that's somebody that um, you could look for, maybe not you know, 15, 20 points a game. But if he can knock down 12 or 14, then I think that changes things for you too. So it'll definitely be interesting to see if there's another player that, you know, like that, that kind of takes that big jump. Aiden Shaw obviously has as much yeah. athleticism as you could possibly Shaw imagine. Mm-hmm. I can see yeah, that so, jump. Yeah, so I'll just be interested to see because um, I think – and it's tough to tell if Kobe just – if he had it all along but with the previous offense just never had a chance to show it or if – it was something that um, the coaching staff there was able to figure out and help him out with. So, um, you know, I definitely think it'll be interesting and uh, got a long time before games start, but uh, you know, summer basketball starts, I'm sure you'll start hearing things come out as to who's, who's been uh, in the gym and who hasn't. So I think they, um, I think they all got to campus this weekend. So yeah, we should start here. Something. Maybe I'll try to sneak into Mizzou Arena at some point. <laughs> there you <practice>. go. <laughs> Just act like you're supposed to be there. No one will stop you. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. All right. So, so, you want to talk a little bit about football? We're also really far away from that, but we might as well, you know. We're really – we yeah, we're far away from that. But I do think we need to talk a little bit about the firestorm that came after <laughs> Coach Drink – yeah, <laughs> got a long statement cut into about four words, and then everybody right. and their mother was on his on his butt. What did you? Right. I mean, gotta love Ross Dellinger, <laughs> just tweeting out one little part of the middle of his quote. Yeah, you know, comparing well, us to that, pediatricians. The thing that blows my mind is, I mean, Ross, he, he's the same guy. That's the same media members will go to you know SEC media days in July, and they'll mm-hmm. complain that the coaches don't say anything. Right. Well, that's why they don't say anything is because Drinkwitz gave a long answer about the impact that gambling is having on oh, college athletics right about now. Gambling. <laughs> yeah, which really by the way, the Alabama baseball coach got fired midseason for tipping off his buddy on who was injured and who wasn't before games. So he got canned. There was a whole bunch of folks that got in massive trouble at Cincinnati for um, tipping off gamblers. Like it's becoming a serious problem. And it was pretty clear if you read the whole transcript that Drinkwitz was basically just saying look like he used his brother as the example of these guys are making a lot of money but there's also other people who are trying to trying to you know use them for their own profit now that gambling's become a thing and of course they took the four words totally out of context 
threw it out there on the ether. And then, like I said, two months from now, they'll be complaining about not because Drinkwitz will get up there and won't say anything. And they'll be complaining right. that he doesn't give them any content. Well, he's not going to give you content if anytime he does, that's how you treat it. So, I mean, that blew my mind how when I, you know, when I saw the tweet, I thought, oh boy, that's, and, and it was kind of odd just because Drinkwitz has been completely the opposite in terms of yeah, uh, I mean, he's wanting so to get players time. money. Down in Jeff yeah. City, just lobbying yeah, he's, for the for the state law he's changes. Been very, he's been very progressive in trying to get kids money, and and so when I saw the the tweet, I thought, man, that doesn't sound like him. And of course, you'll look at the entirety of the quote, and it was that's not what he said. I mean, he said it, but that's not in the context that he said it. And I'm just right. thinking, oh my goodness, that's that's just the worst of that's the worst of the media and how they twist. Um, twist people's words in those situations so right yeah I don't know what you thought it's, on that but that was kind of no I think, my mind I think how exactly, exactly that just it's just crazy um, like you said they expect access and then just take things out of context and it it kills it for everybody I mean you could tell that there were other media members you know local media members that were a little mm-hmm. upset that it had gotten taken yeah. out of context because it was kind of they're kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's just we're going to get more stuff on MizzouTigers.com. We're not going to get right. any more quotes from from him for our sites. So, right. Yeah. yeah and I've and I've and I've, yeah, I listened, and I listen to a lot of different podcasts, both Mizzou, but also just SEC. And just about everybody mentioned about how raw of a deal he got. And they all say kind of, you know, there's no way that they're going to be able to get anything interesting from coaches in July because they're all going to be nervous that they're going to get the same treatment. So that was a, yeah, he kind of got shafted there. (laughs) Yeah. In my opinion. And I'm, and I'm somebody to, you know, you know, I'll call our coaches out if I think they're doing, if that, you know, they say something like that in the right context, that's not going to help us win games, but um, yeah, he got totally dragged out of context on that one. Yeah. And it, like you said, completely unfair because he was the one, you know, lobbying mm-hmm. for this most recent state law change yeah. that really, you know, like you said, pushed the boundaries, yeah. was really progressive in terms of getting players paid. Yeah. And I know, so, and you're obviously a lawyer by trade, so you're going to have a little more background on kind of the actual law. Mm-hmm. If you want to get into that, I mean, like you said, he, he played a massive role in that. Now, before he got involved, um, the, you know, the previous law, basically, just for anybody listening who doesn't know, you could set up basically a nonprofit and donors could give to the nonprofit and then they would turn around and pay student athletes for appearances, whether it was at, you know, the local food bank or the Boys and Girls Club or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And that's how they went around. That's how they went about, um, you know, kind of paying players these right. NIL deals. But And they could also was- give businesses could give them direct deals, you know, Luther Burden chips and all that, that chips, but that Mm -hmm. was kind of separate, you know, it was, it was completely different Um, from a team perspective. Yeah. It typically went through the collective, but like you said, yeah, there were other ways to do it. Yeah. And so now this, this state law change, um, you know, I've seen a couple different articles describe it as pushing right up against pay to play. And I think it's it's true because what it's going to be now is they can, you know, you can donate to this collective. You know, every True Tiger Foundation um, is Lawrence Bowers, um, the, the one he's running. Um, and so you'd be able to donate to that. And, um, you know, I've heard things saying that donations to that will be the same as, you know, TSF. 
get priority points, all that. And now the the school itself can basically pay these players to um, promote games. Um, you know, that that's the my understanding, at least. You know, we've seen that a little bit already with the St. Louis stuff, but I think that that was technically through the St. Louis Sports Commission um, mm-hmm. paying them yeah. for the, the yep. Zoo to the Lou promotions. Yep. But now mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Luther Burden will be able to tweet, hey, y'all come watch us play South Dakota, and Mizzou can pay him ten grand to do that. Um, you know, um, you or know, at least uh, in, a, in in a roundabout way, or or whatever, however they set it up. Right, yeah. they have an avenue for that now. Whereas in the past, that would have been totally off, off. Uh, right. That you would not have been able to do that. That would have been against, I, against state law and against obviously NCAA mm-hmm. rules. And I think my favorite part of the state law, and we'll see if it even works, but. They basically gave a great big middle finger to the NCAA and said the state law literally says uh, no governing body can investigate uh, University of Missouri student athletes for NIL violations. So they're basically saying, NCAA, you have no jurisdiction over NIL (laughs) stuff. You can't come into our state and investigate us. You know, we don't have to cooperate with you, Um, which in the wake of all the punishments for a rogue tutor, while you know our our yeah. brethren out to the For, west, yeah, gets yeah. and they got those the punishments because they because they complied because they because answered they questions complied. and they tried to be exactly. helpful and they get screwed, yeah. And so Curtis Gregory and the you know Missouri State Legislature basically said we're not even going to let you guys have that option, you know we're not even going to let you guys investigate. So we're not going to you know from the from a state standpoint we're not going to cooperate, right? You know it's it's not up to Moon Choi, it's not up to coach drink it's not up to uh desiree just mm-hmm. as a state we're not cooperating get out which i i kind of i kind of love at this point you know <laughs> yeah well the, but there's now there's another piece to that too though and there with being able to actually start giving high school yeah, kids money so, before so they actually show up on campus. that's going to be that's going to be huge for in-state recruiting because as soon as a kid signs um they can start getting nil um so ryan wingo Big big time recruit out of St. Louis, wide receiver. Um, think he goes to CBC. Uh, you know, I think a big recruiting pitch for him right now is, hey, you know, if you go to Ohio State, if you go to Alabama, if you go to Georgia, they can't start paying you till you're on campus. Um, if you come to Mizzou, if you sign with us in November, you you got a you know what is that nine month head start, eight month head start in terms of NIL stuff. So you can start, you can buy mom a house mm-hmm. for Christmas. Right. Um, you know, you're not waiting yeah. until until August when you're going to camp. You're you're getting stuff right away. We're, we can get you those chip deals with, you know, right. hot replets. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I mean, just from kind of what I've seen in my experience that and, you know, working athletics is, you know, big, big piece, obviously, is being able to get those the kids money as soon as they sign. That's one. But then the other thing, too, as you mentioned earlier, and it might go a little bit under the radar is they're going to start giving um you know the tsf points for donations to the uh the collective and i think that's important too because those two being able to work together is going to take them a long way there are a lot of schools even in the sec there are schools i know of that um i have some tension between the athletic department and the collective because they feel the collective is pulling away dollars that are being donated to the athletic department and so they're not really working and, and together vice versa and vice versa. So 
um, obviously if, if they're having that internal issue, then um, it's going to make it more difficult for them to raise enough money to get the players they need to be competitive. Whereas if Mizzou is, um, you know, forward thinking and working together with the collective, then that way a donor doesn't have to decide, do I want this to go to the athletic department or the collective? They know if I get it to the collective, it's no different than donating to the athletic department. They're not going to lose, you know, status on their seats or anything like that. And I think Mm -hmm. that um, that's going to be, you know, it's something that maybe folks won't talk about. It's not sexy to talk about, but it's something that can make a really big impact just because now you're no longer competing with the collective. Mm -hmm. You're propping up the collective and you're going to, uh, really incentivize even more donations to it. So, um, you know, hopefully oh, I, think, I don't go ahead. I was going to say, I think anecdotally, I've heard a lot of people say, who do I donate to? Do I donate to TSF? Do I donate mm-hmm. to every true tiger? Yep. And I think with this, are they the same? Are they together, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a fund where you can just donate and you say, you guys decide, yep. Yep. you know, I just want my points. You guys decide where it goes. And so drink mm-hmm. has a budget, you know, and if he wants to, upgrade the yep. stadium he can do that but if he wants to go buy ryan wingo he can do that yeah and now he can legally negotiate now i don't you know you got your head under a pillow if you don't think that coaches didn't already play a part in that but, <laughs> right, the fact, right, right. but the fact that he can now sit down at the you know he can go to ryan wingo's house and sit down mm-hmm. with you know mom and dad and the kid and say all right you know here's what you know here's the <clears> donations <throat> we have here's the commitments we got and here's how much of it i'm gonna give to you and that's something right. that you know I know that it happens to an extent, probably just about every school, but to be able to be that direct with it and that upfront with it, I think is going to also kind of give Mizzou athletics a leg up. So um, mm-hmm. now I don't, I don't think you'll see that play out right the second or probably a year or two down the road before you really start to see it make a huge impact in terms of on the field, but um, maybe with right. the most up or with the upcoming recruiting class, maybe you'll see a couple kids that you wouldn't normally get. Um, and then hopefully it starts to translate to, to victories and a little more fun on Saturdays and you right. know, uh, come March for the basketball team uh, mm-hmm. in the next couple mm-hmm. of years. So um, very interesting, very interesting yep. the way they're doing it and how progressive and how, you know, forward thinking they're being in terms of just trying to get student athletes uh, the money they're now allowed to get. So, right. I, I agree for sure. And uh, it'd be interesting to see. Um but yeah, so as we wrap this up, I guess uh, how many how many wins do you think this year? How many, how many are we gonna get? <laughs> oh, geez. drop, drop okay, your, well, drop I your think, prediction. I think the better question, and we can talk about this maybe at the end of the week. But I think the bigger question is how many wins do we need to be confident in the coach, and how many like is his seat really hot? I think we should win. I think if you look at the schedule, there's no reason why we don't start off four and one or maybe even five and oh and if you start off you know four and one I think you've got to win seven or eight games so I'm I'll say right now I'll say we win I'll say we win eight I think eight's a attainable number I think probably it'll be difficult to get to but I think if you take a look at their schedule you're playing um, Florida in November that's going to be a winnable game uh, like I said, the first five games, you really should have a chance to win. And then uh, South Carolina at home, we've had a lot of luck with. I think there's some wins out there. Um, it's going to yeah. depend a lot on the offensive line, but mm-hmm. that's what I got. What do you think? I've been saying nine and three kind of sarcastically, but Ooh. I think I'm starting to believe it. 
I'm starting to believe it. I think uh, you know you what? Know. Have a couple drinks in about two more months, and you'll be telling me we're ready for the <laughs> SEC championship game. Yeah, I'll, I'll be George will have a chance. Atlanta, you know. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Offensive line, if if they gel, I think the sky's the limit. I don't care who our quarterback is at that point. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are so down on Brady Cook, but I think. I think he's going to win the job. I think he's the leader in the clubhouse right now. You know, if you if you look at Mizzou's Twitter account, the football Twitter account, they're retweeting a lot of Brady Cook stuff. So uh-huh. they're trying to yeah. generate the hype train. So I'll just help him out. Brady Cook for Heisman, man. <laughs> Nine well, and three, ten and two. Pump, if they want to pump the hype train, they need to beat uh, Kansas State on, yep. uh, what is yep. that, September 16th gotta go, or whatever Got to go 5-0. and oh. Got to go 5-0. and oh. um, yeah. And then – and then, you know, we'll get some excitement here in Columbia and sky's the limit at that point. Yeah. So we'll see. But there you have uh, it. There you have it. So, yeah, that's our that's our first one. Um, I think the plan is to do this a couple times a week. I don't know if we'll have enough to talk about for a couple, uh, you know, a couple oh, weeks. We'll find stuff we, to talk about. We'll, we'll find hey, we're, random crap we've to talk got, about. We've got bears invading Missouri. I'm going to talk about that one on the next on the next podcast. I'm talking about the bears that are invading Missouri and the war that has now ensued. There's more information to come on that, but we'll find stuff to talk about. We'll find we'll find some stuff. But all right, if uh, if anybody is listening, thanks for listening, uh, and we'll uh, we'll see you in a, in a few days. Thanks, Mister Langworthy. Yep. <laughs>